Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Uh, let's switch to a bit of cricket. Uh, this is the run home of Joel and Fletcher, all thanks to Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel. In stock now in Sonos, game-changing sound this festive season. If you missed the first hour of the show, it absolutely flew. The podcast will be available to you. Lawn Hub, call line one 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Nathan Lyon still to come. True Crime Tuesday, Toby Dow, Shawnee Omerod. But what about... This game overnight, England versus Pakistan. Nasser Hussain, he said one of the greatest test victories you'll ever see. And I think many, many people, particularly on social media, well and truly got behind that. 1,236 runs scored in the test match. Have a listen to this. Oh, close to going back onto his stumps. England have used up a review. Impact is in line, uh, Joel, and it's hitting the wickets. England have their sixth wicket, and they will be into the bowlers. Game on. Oh, brilliant from Pope. Quite brilliant down the leg side. Tickle down the leg side off the glove. Pope moves to his left and pulls off a stunner. Oh, close. Very close. Given. Given, I'm sure he'll review, but given. England have won this test match. Uh, they certainly have, and a batting coach for the English one-day side. He's an absolute champion. He's joining the run home with Joel and Fletch. Mr. Cricket, Mike Hussey, welcome to the show. How are you, mate? Yeah, good day, guys. How you going? What an, what an amazing test match, eh? Unbelievable, especially after the first innings where we thought that no, they were going to struggle to get any wickets, let alone take 20 wickets. But, um, yeah, what, a, what an amazing test. Um, can I ask you this, Mike? Is it Brendan McCullum? and Ben Stokes, that combination together? Or is it Brendan McCullum going there and making him the way that they, they've been playing? Like that's that's the way he is. I think it's probably a combination of mm. the two. Um, I think they've probably both got similar philosophies on the game. They want to they play an exciting brand of cricket. They want to... Uh, entertain people and and they want to go for the win at all at all costs really and and we saw that in this test match that I think that's the two things that really stood out to me was how quickly England scored their runs uh, that I think they were going at around seven runs and over you know there uh, for most of the test and and then that enables them to have more time to be able to bowl Pakistan out twice which is always going to be tough on that flat pitch um, and then I guess also. With, with the captaincy, and, and I'm sure there would have been discussions with both McCullum and Stokes about the declaration, and, and that, that was a great declaration. It, it gave Pakistan a real chance of winning the Test match. Um, and, and, and so they, they go out there and they play for the win, and, and then that can bring wickets along the way. But they were willing to risk losing uh, for the sake of winning. It would have been very easy for them just to sort of say, oh, we'll bat a bit longer to make sure mm. we can't lose. And then, um, and then it probably just peters out to a boring draw. But um, as it turns out, and, and as history will show, in the, you know, in the future, that'll be one of the greatest Test matches of all time. Great for the game, great for the fans. Uh, you know, Australia weren't involved in it, but everyone's talking about it. So that's got to be a massive win for cricket. Now, Mike, just back to your role with England being a batting coach. Now, very different. Brian and I come from a 
rugby league background. Now, if we drop the first ball of the game, well, that's okay. You can march on and, well, not so much in the case of me, but Brian could still go on and get man of the match. But in cricket and as a batting coach, you make one mistake and that's ta-ta Tatiana Western Webb, you're gone. As being a batting coach, is it more, how much of it is about the mental side of things? How much of it is about the technique? Take us into the inner sanctum there. Well, at, at that level, it's it's more about what's going on between the ears. Mm. It's it's probably eighty or ninety percent mental. Um, and you're right, it's it's a cruel game. You make one little mistake, and you'll find yourself back in the pavilion pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you've just got to. I just. I guess you've just got to prepare as well as you can. Um, be mentally in as good a place as you can be. And and I think most of the time, the players that I've I've spoken to, the great players that have said they're at their best when they're just not thinking at all. They're just like literally just seeing that ball and just reacting to it, letting their instincts take over. They're the ones that have a better chance of, of you know, um, being able to stay out there and get a few runs. If Once you start filling your head with all these doubts and clouds mm. and things like that, then then it becomes pretty hard to even see the ball, let alone um, stay out there and score some runs. So as a batting coach, you feel pretty helpless, actually. You, you just help help the guys with their preparation, hopefully get them in a good frame of mind to go out there as clear as they can and, and just hope, you just got to hope, really. <laughs> There's not much more you can do. Hey, Mike, how did that come about? Who approached who to to get the gig with England? And did you have any reservations well, about going with the old enemy? Um, yeah, well, Matthew Mott, uh, he's an Australian guy that I know. I, I went to the cricket academy with him and played a bit of first-class cricket against him. Uh, he's the coach of the white ball team. And so he just sort of rang out of the blue and I didn't have a lot of commitments on during the T20 World Cup. And so it was just a short term sort of thing uh, to be involved with the team during the, uh, during the World Cup. And um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a really, really good experience. And um, obviously, obviously it was a, mm. a very good tournament. I did have a few doubts. It took me a little while to get my head around it. Um, and I must admit when I first pulled on that shirt uh, mm. to go to the first training session, it felt a little bit weird, <laughs> but, um, but once you get into it and you get invested with the players and you get invested in what they're trying to do and um, start building those relationships mm. and a bit of trust, then, you know, you sort of buy in pretty quickly. I, I need to apologize for my colleague here, Huss, uh, the audacity of this man to ask a man of your credibility, that question, mm. When he went from the Roosters to South Sydney, the biggest driver in the rugby league. So I do apologise for that, Huss. Uh, question, though, I'd like to ask, though, with cricketers, and, and this same applies in any sport, who's the player that you've seen coming through who maybe, and I know you're a big student of the game, but maybe at the time you thought, oh, yeah, they're an okay player, but they've just gone to the next level. Who's a player who's really shocked you? You mean from the England side? Oh, or, or Australian, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a tough one. I think, uh, well, from an England setup, the guy that, um, that, that rings a bell is a guy called Harry Brook, who, who made a hundred off about 70 balls in the test match in Pakistan. And then mm. I think you got 85 off <laughs> not many balls as well in, in the second innings. He's a guy that came over to Australia and played in the bit bash and averaged about six. <laughs> oh. And we all thought, oh, here we go. Who's this guy? He's got nothing. But, um, uh, and he copped a bit of stick while he was in Australia from, from even from us coaching staff saying, you know, you're not as good as what you think you are. You're, you didn't average anything for, for the Hobart Hurricanes. But um, he's a guy that I think you know, a pretty special talent. And, and, he, and he put it on show in Pakistan. Um, and, yeah, he's only still only young. I think he's only 22 years of age. So he's got a play, you know, great work ethic and, um, and a great desire to score lots of runs. From an Australian perspective, it's probably not a – it's not a name that you – 
I don't know that you, you're going to probably be sh- shocked at, but it's probably Marnus Labuschagne. Yeah, you know, I'm like this guy, he 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 was picked for Australia, averaging like mid thirties for Queensland, and you know wow. that that's not a great average to be honest. It's it's okay, but to get picked for the Australian team and then for him to be averaging, I don't know what he's averaging, probably over fifty five in Test cricket, and just to keep churning out the runs as he does is just phenomenal. You know, it's just a phenomenal. Um, a hunger for runs and a hunger to be involved in the game. It's his appetite is just, um, I don't know. It's, it's almost like Steve Smith, like really. Mm. So um, he's probably one that when he first got picked for Australia, you were thinking, okay, well, hopefully this guy does okay, but I would never have guessed that he would have been able to go on and do, do what he's been able to do. And you wouldn't guess about my colleague Huss. He played Causey shield, but he has mm. this knack where he knows all the averages for test matches. What, what is the exact average Brian for Marnus Lovershane? He, he was at about, 58, so I, I would, after his first mm. test heroics, 59 a bit, 59.3. <laughs> Brooksy, is that right? That's pretty good. Spot on. Yeah. That is, uh, <laughs> thank, you for, thank you very much. <laughs> hey, Mike, what did you make of uh, the uh, the first test, the Aussies and the Windies? I mean, we did it comfortably. Do you expect the Windies to put up a better, a better fight in uh, in Adelaide? Well, if I'm being honest, I was actually pleasantly surprised mm. with the West Indians' uh, performance. Um, you know, particularly from some of their batters. I, I think the captain Brathwaite played magnificently in both innings, and um, we got a, a look at uh, Tej Narayan Chandrapal, uh, the son of the, the yeah. gun. Um, Looks like and he looks pretty stand, good as well. Stands like him, doesn't he? Sorry, like, his stance is very yeah. similar. Very similar uh. mannerisms. It's uh, it's it's uncanny, really. But uh, if yeah, he comes from good pedigree, there, I, I think probably coming into the test, I was I thought the batting might struggle for the West Indies, but they really, you know, some of those guys really stood up against a very good Australian attack, and um, on a fast bouncy pitch. Whereas I thought maybe some of the bowlers, I, I thought coming in they looked really good, but probably struggled to make many inroads into the into the Aussie batting order. So. Um, yeah, I thought it was going to be over a lot quicker than it was. So I think I think um, the West Indies showed plenty of fight and plenty of character there. So I was I was pretty pretty happy with the way they went about it. I I, I still obviously there's there's a golfing class between the two teams mm. and and Australia should should win and should win comfortably, but they had to work pretty hard for it in Perth. Now, Mike, there's been a lot of chat on social media, a lot of chat on Talkback Radio about the the, the lack of crowds going to that first test, and then some people are saying the Aussie public have lost. Oh, they've sort of fallen away from their love of this team. Do you do you think that is that's true? Because like as a kid, I, I used to love watching the characters of of the Australian cricket team. AB, f- for example, mm. and, and later on, mm. Warney and such. Do you think that's an issue for the Australian public at the moment? Is that they've sort of lost those characters in the in our Test side? I don't subscribe to that no. that narrative, and, I, and I've heard that as well going around a little bit. And, and look, I can't speak for everyone. I, I, I'm I'm not sure, but I, I just think that there's a lot of conspiring um, things for for the low crowds. Uh, you know, one it was in you know uh, the kids were still at school, people were still at work. It started on a Wednesday. Um, there's so much cricket on these days as well. There's only so much like a family can afford to to go and see. We've got all the the big bash. There was the World Cup games. There's obviously the Test matches. Um, you, you can watch a lot of it on TV, you know, every ball. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I sort of think that's probably more to do with the low crowds. It was, it was a bit disappointing. I must admit, I thought I was hoping a few more would have gone along, but I wasn't expecting massive crowds, uh, I must admit. So 
No, I, I don't. I, I think there's some great characters in that Australian team. Um, you know, Pat Cummins is a great guy. Hazelwood, Stark, Lyon. You know, David Warner's been an amazing player for a long period of time. If you've got Steve Smith, you know, you've got some of the best players that we've seen in a long, long, long time. Um, and I didn't even mention Labuschagne as well. So I think it's a it's a very good team. It's an attractive team to watch. And um, I, I'm, you know, as I said, I can't speak for everyone, but I, I don't subscribe to that that sort of notion. Well, I'll tell you what, Huss, uh, personality plays no part when it comes to supercoach.com.au. The BBL's <laughs> about to kick off again. It's fun, free, easy to play now at supercoach.com.au. Now, we need a few short balls here, mm. a few tips. We've got to bring the field in and uh, get a few answers, uh, Huss. Who, who do you like? Oh, gee whiz. Yeah, well, I, I, I like to think that it's just going to be fun. That, mm. that That's the main thing. Get in there, pick your best player, pick your favourite players. Yeah, winning's fun, Huss. Probably going to have to check the in- injury list. Um, I think, you know, like there's some big guns that are going to be out of action, unfortunately, like Glenn Maxwell. He's going to be missing for oh, probably the whole tournament, which is a bit of a shame because he's always box office when it comes to the big bash. Um, so that that's a shame, but... No, I, I think, you know, there's there's some good players out there that are pretty cheap. So uh, I think someone like Marcus Stoinis, who he had a pretty average season last year, he could he could be one that you, you know, he's, a, he's a very cheap and he could he could easily go big. Um, you've got to have Rashid Khan. Like, he's just a gun from the strikers. Uh, I know he's expensive, but just, just get him in. Um, and then, I don't know, just, just check the fixtures as well because some sometimes teams play twice in a round. And, and if you can have a few of their, their players, like those teams, like, if, for example, in the first round, the Thunder, the Stars and, and the um, the Strikers all play twice in the first round. So Good tip. I'm sort of leaning towards getting more of those sort of players from their teams than um, than other players. I noticed, other you didn't, play, other I, teams. I noticed you didn't mention Steve O'Keefe, the, the great Sock. <laughs> uh, now, sock <laughs> he rang me like about one o'clock this morning. Sock is uh, our stable mate here, Mike, so I've got to declare yeah. that. But, um, yeah, we, we, there's no there's no spot for the, for the Sock. Not not initially. Um, on the way to the Sixers, uh, have a double game, but then he's probably done done his calf by then. And um, I must admit, I saw him a couple of weeks ago, and um, he he's, he was hobbling around before the season even started. Yeah. So um, I'm not I'm not sure. I tell you what, though, he, he you know all jokes aside, he has been a, a bloody good p- uh, player for the Sixers over a long period of time. I I, I know you won't tell him that, but um, he he has actually been a Good player. We love him, and I think oh, I, he, I think he's a, a bit knocked up. I think his his body's hurting a bit because after watching him on Channel Nine, he's quite animated yeah. when uh, <laughs> next to Tubby there when they were doing the the coverage. So I reckon he his arms he might be you know a bit out of condition because he's he's quite handsy. <laughs> I've noticed. Uh, I'm, I'm not getting. I'm not getting into that. I'm no Richie Benno myself, so I'm not. I'm not going to get involved in that one. Oh, Fletcher from the Paddington Inn and Hussey just shoulders arms yeah. and the ball goes through to the keeper. Yeah. Uh, Huss, well done, mate. We really appreciate it. Uh, we can catch uh, you on the summer of cricket, thanks to Fox Cricket. Uh, Australia versus the Windy second test starts on Thursday, but we really appreciate your time. Great fun to have a chat, and we look forward to chatting to you soon. Yeah, no worries, guys. Have a great afternoon. The great Thank Michael Hussey on the run home with Joel and Fletch. Simon Caddish, Damon Fleming, Rachel Haynes, Ian Healy, Western Indian cricketer Ian Bishop will all be part of the call team spearheaded by Jared Waitley and Adam Collins. That's the uh, SEN crew. But, of course, as I mentioned before, um, Huss is part of Fox Cricket. But we also have it if you're in and about on the car, the wireless. The second test starts Thursday here, right here on SEN. And sadly, Brian, that means we have to have the day off on uh, Thursday. I know, I know. Let's mm. just hope... Um, 
it can be over in four days, so we, we can be back on Monday. Yes. Just to speak to our our loyal listeners. Now, Josh here, speaking of loyal listeners, yeah. Sugar, please yeah. give us the Frank Walker bit you've been banging on about. Okay. Have from... we got the actual ad there, Seal? I've just got the – well, I'll let Frank say it. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to National One more time, Channel. please. Hello. Okay. Mm. Now, this is what happened over in Germany. So there's a DJ set going on. I think it's a couple of Aussies who are playing to a massive crowd. Yep. Here's what happened, Brian. Hello. Frank Walker from National Tiles. Oh. This week, National Tiles have a beautiful range of polished porcelain floor tiles slashed by up to 30% or more. <laughs> yes, until this Sunday only at National Tiles, save up to 30% or more on our beautiful range of polished porcelain floor tiles. But only until this Sunday. So these Aussie DJs just did a prank on this German crowd yeah. who just cut oh. straight through this DJ set and then now me and Frankie Walker. Oh, that's, Hello. That's very well done. <laughs> Frankie Walker, he'd be loving that. Oh, how good's that? Wunderbar. Wunderbar. Danke schön. Uh, well done to you, Seal, too, by the way. And thanks for reminding me, Josh. Uh, we do do that a bit, don't we? We jump around a bit, which drives our man Brooksy mad. But anyway, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. This is the run home with Joel and Fletch. Uh, joined by downtown Dangerville from Yowie Bay, the Dane man's there. Hello, mate. Hello, buddy. How you going, guys? All right? We're oh. outstanding, but we'll get better. What hello, do you got, Dano? Hello, Dane. Oh, look, you know how you were talking... Hey, Fletch, how are you, buddy? Yeah, good. Look how you were talking about... <laughs> awesome. Uh, you know how you were talking about before, about sports people and cricketers and how, they, how they've lost their character and everything? I truly believe someone like Fletch, like funny man, great, jovial and everything... How would he go with his antics in the modern game? Like a Shane Warne in the modern game as well. Yep. We love these guys because that's what separates them. They all make us laugh and we have characters and we enjoy that. But what happens with the media is that we've had so much media training for these sportsmen that they make them vanilla. And they make them talk with a straight back, you know, yeah, you know, and everything has to be woke and everything has to be PC. So they lose, in essence, what separates them in the, first, in the first instance, and that is that character. And the only people then who get to see the inner... Is, or, sorry, to get to see that character is the inner sanctum. So I don't know. Do we blame ourselves or do we blame the media for, for doing this? And you know how you're talking about the crowds at the games, etc. It's because it's so saturated, Joel mm. and, and um, Fletch. The game... But, I love test cricket. I, I love the skill about it. But with BBL and everything going on, you just don't have time to sit there and watch it anymore. And I, 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 you know, and I think that's, that's where other sports, for instance, and I know I'm taking out too much of the airwave here, but someone, something like Rugby Sevens, we need to gain leverage of this, or off this. I'd... Rugby's a dying, a, a dying game, right? And I, my, my, this is where I'd, I'd say... This is where they need to take market share. They start a sevens domestic competition. You make it into a party-type atmosphere. You play on a Friday evening once every month in a different city around Australia. And you create that and you develop the game from the grassroots up, right? And this is an Olympic sport. Unlike rugby league, and I love my rugby league as well, and you guys know that, mm. but therefore we can get back into retaining talent and players, plus we're doing it at the right time of year where we're competing against cricket where people are cricketed out. Oh, the, only thing, the only thing that I 
see a problem with that, and you mentioned it, make it a party atmosphere, is all this PC and, uh, you know, um, when you're responsible service of alcohol and stuff, like you can only drink mid-strength, you can't bring all your paraphernalia in there because I've said this before about the cricket, that was half, even more so as a kid, going to the games to see what the crowd would That's do. That's right. So, and you see all, it on social media, don't you? It's all well and good to have that, but the reason why it works well in America because they don't have any of this shit no. that we do. <laughs> That's right. They don't. You can no. do whatever you want there. Yeah. Fletch, have you been to Hong Kong? Have you been to the Sevens in Hong Kong? No, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. Okay. Unbelievable party. Yeah. Unbelievable atmosphere. And that is like the best rugby product going around for a, for a novice of rugby. For someone who doesn't really have a main interest in the 15 game, you get to watch everything happening. Yep. And I think this is where we need to get... And what? Just be, You know, I, I understand there's risk and there's a risk assessments in everything that we do. But there's got to be something there for rugby because at the moment we're not getting a, we're not getting a foothold. Uh, what, what, about Aqua, what about Aqua Rugby? You know, the great Drew Mitchell. Yeah, mm. I, that was. Did you like that? That was great to see. Yeah, mm. look, let's diversify it. Yeah, but you know, on a serious note, you, you know, you had old blokes and has beens running around. Yeah, okay, fair enough, and it's always good to see that. But in this instance, where we need to develop the game for an Olympic sport, and what a better way to do it then in summer, when people are in that more jovial atmosphere mm. and overnight as well, because that's like we play, they play in Dubai, they play in all these areas where it's really hot anyway, and the game only goes for seven minutes. So, you know, it, it could work out well. Dane, what about the annals of time? Many, many years and centuries down the track, they'll be talking about the great quotes from philosophers. You've got Aristotle, you've got Einstein. You've got uh, many of those uh, anonymous is another one of those, uh, <laughs> and then you've Socrates. got then you've Socrates, and then you've got Fletch, Fletcher. Socrates. We've got Fletcher. Yeah. They had none of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't. You can get away, and that's yeah. part of you got to make it. If the game is struggling, and which which, yeah. which it does sometimes, it's got dull moments. Mm. You've got to be able to Confucius. make it up. Make it up. In the stands, yeah. and not come around and not have security guard and police sitting behind. What about that guy that came in and like the crowd all got behind it? He had he sculled three schooners yeah. of mid-strength beer. The coppers came and kicked him out. Well, we we, we celebrate a former prime minister sculling the great Bob Hawke sculling Correct. a beer. If Albo's done it once, and or it's twice, not security guards. He fault. left a bit in there though, Albo, but that's yeah. okay. Um, we get around that, don't we? Well, th- that's right. And it's not the security guard's fault. Security guards don't know any better. They're just doing, doing their job. Mm. It's the people at, like, their, their bosses. It's just, and then when you go to an American event, albeit I was there, it was all free, and it was a free, <laughs> yes. it was, and it's free poor. Yeah. How'd you get there? Thank you very much, Texan. Yeah. Uh, and it's part, it's, it's the whole experience. Yeah. You, you can't just rely on what's going on on the field. Anyway, You're competing with the lounge chair. Uh, danger, some sage counsel, mate. We appreciate it. On your Dano. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a good Chrissy if I don't get on the air again. No, you'll be back. Oh, you'll be back. Oh, Make sure back. you're back. Yeah, we need you next week, Tuesday. Make sure you're <laughs> back. Uh, 1-300-01-1170 is the way to have your say. This is the run home with Joel and Fletch. Calm down, Seal. Uh, we're, this is quite early for us. 4.32 <laughs> for the 4.30 news. We are on fire. Don't you worry about that. The run home with Joel and Fletch. Uh, thank you very much, Sam Fantasia. The run home with Joel and Fletch. All thanks to Hyundai Tucson Turbo diesel in stock now. And Sonos, game-changing sound this festive season. Really Cobb's on the text line. Cobb says, um, hey, boys, have you got around lunatics?
on Netflix. Chris Lilly material. Get it good. Oh, I have, actually. No. I have. Uh, the young bloke was watching it. I think that it's a bit too um, – bit punchy for him, I think. Okay. You yeah. got around Pepsi. Where's my jet, though? Yeah, yeah. Love that. You got around that, Seal? Not been around that. Oh, that's and I'll be getting around D.B. Cooper after we speak to Toby Dow mm. tonight. Uh, looking forward to that for True Crime Tuesday, Brian. Yes. Cannot wait. He's, uh, he's <laughs> what have you got there? What do you mean? No, I was just that, that tip. Did it win? No, around second. Okay. All right. It was, actually Jimmy, it was actually Jimmy Smith's tip. Was it? Two dogs. Two dogs. Two dogs. <laughs> Why do you ask? Two One dogs. train. <laughs> well, what do you and him have in common? Both former Roosters, both former Bunnies. Mm. And I can tell you this, Sydney yeah. Roosters are thrilled to announce that Sam Walker has recommitted to the club for a further two years. Yep, solid. Keeping at the tricolours until at least the end of 2025. He's only 20, Sammy Walker. Yep. 46 games already in the top grade since making his debut. Was he the top point scorer last year? Um, Valentine. Valentine oh. maybe came over the top, yeah. Uh, towards the back end of his – or the back end of the year, he was kicking very well. Remember, he was a bit, yes. he was a bit orcs. He was very ordinary to yeah, start with. Yeah, it was Pop Gunville. Yep. And then he was just nailing him. He was. He was. Um, so there you go. Uh, he completed his debut season. He was Dallium Rookie of the Year, and he was named the Maroons. That's, you forget about that. Isn't the extended squad for the Maroons game through the 2022 State of Origin Series. Hmm. And also was selected to represent the Prime Minister's 13. So he's 20. Remember when you were 20, Brian? It's, I wasn't playing first grade. He's had two. He's, he, he is like they're just locked and loaded halfback. Yeah. And he'll, he'll, the, the big knock on him was that the, pl- the you know, opposition back rowers and forwards were targeting, which is that's what you do. And he was a little bit light, but you can see him putting on weight in the next couple of years, probably next yep. year, 21, 22. You're at your peak. It's Physical. an interesting signing because he's one of those players, I reckon, where could quite easily not get there, but could just as easily be the number one player in the game within eighteen months. Like that's he's got something about him, doesn't he? He's and got he's that spunk it. about him. Yeah, he's got that little chip and chase, that little grubber, that yep. left foot, yeah, touch mentality. Because he was a prolific touch player as well. And just keep the text down for this. I'm not. I'm not comparing him to this great player. But he is the closest I've seen to an Alfie Langer as far as yeah, – Alfie not, could have that, and I'm saying this respectfully, have that messy little style about him which yeah, would cause carnage, wouldn't he? Not playing to a structure. No structure. Which a lot of halfbacks do now. They just yes. do block for block. Yep. Kick to the corners where this kid has got something a little bit different. That's maybe that's what the Chooks do need. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel. I totally agree. Great signing. For the Roosters, head of recruitment, Daniel Anderson. Sam's an impressive young man and a keen student of the game who brings energy to everything he does. There's a terrific connection between him and the players around him, and it's great news that he will continue to play his important role here at the Roosters in the coming years. Did we see that in the the semi-final last year when Jared Hargroves and Victor, something happened at the line, and they both turned to him and give him a gobful? It was in in a semi-final. Do you you remember that? I do, actually. it It was quite brutal. Yep. Yeah, so, he'll take it. Yeah. Grown up in a footy family. Now, I was reading the Twitter before, Brian, and I noticed this tweet, and I'm I'm not saying this verbatim, but Barry Tui, who we know is a doyen of all things blue and red up there in the Hunter, he he replied to a text, uh, to a Twitter, and it said something like, Tweet. Um, yeah, Pierce, yeah, Pierce Paul might be going to there next year or something. Pierce Paul. And I'm thinking, oh, holy dooly, Mitchell Pierce is back, right? <laughs> Pierce Paul is actually a, a young player over there from the Super League. Oh, but I kid. thought he was talking yeah. to a Paul. 
saying, oh, yes, Pierce Paul uh, will be coming to the Knights next year. But there's a kid called Kai Pierce Paul. Uh, And Will Price, who is the son of... Leon. Leon Leon. Price, St. Helens and Bradford, wasn't he? Yep. They say, and, you know, we hear it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they say that he's the the best over there. He's the best of the young kids coming through. Will Price. Will Price. Will Price? So his old man was a 5'8". Big 5'8". Yes. Huge 5'8". And he, and he fa- once famously said, I don't – remember he came to yeah. on the test and he said, Bondi, I'm not, not very impressed with it. I'd rather be in Blackpool. Anyway, he was just jaying up. Yes. And, and everyone fell for it. They did. They took the bait. Just on that, right? The, so it, it, this is for 24-25. Brian, why – like, why is everyone in love with all of a sudden – and, and I must say this, four years ago, I was pushing for Ponga to go to six, mm. and it didn't really play out. No, so so why now is everyone in love with it when he's done such a good job at fullback? I don't, I don't quite understand. Like, a common denominator that you need is a gun fullback to win a comp. Yes. So who's the gun fullback if it's not for Ponga? So therefore, he's got to be at fullback, doesn't he? Yeah, and they can play him that way, but maybe they're, they, was that, they, were, they were desperately after Ruben Garrick. They desperately wanted him at, at fullback to allow Ponga to go to six. But as you said, what are you doing here? You're, you're making one position stronger, but making the other one weaker. Yeah. So is he the best? Well, maybe he's the best six they've got there. Oh, I've got no doubt he's the best six they've got there. Yeah, He'd what, also be the best centre they've yeah, got but, there. He'd be the best winger they've got there, probably. He's he, he's yeah. the best fullback they've got there. Maybe oh, I just think it's talk. More, Maybe get involved around the ball, a bit more support. But he can do that from from one. Yeah, I. I it's very hard, like to get a gun fullback. No. It, it's so. I, I think you can cover five eight more. But anyway, that's my two bobs. Mm. Have your say. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. They did try to. Yeah, you're you're right. They did try to move him, and he was just getting targeted in defence. And especially now these head knocks that he's got, you would think that you'd keep him away from defence. Yes. Yes. Anyway, Peter Parr, he's talking about these young fellas. Uh, we're very excited to be able to attract two of the brightest young talents from Super League to join our club. We believe both players have a skill set that will make an impression on the NRL once they arrive. i tell you what, uh, your signings are so key. They've been busy. Tyson Gamble's been signed by the Broncos. Now, I like Tyson Gamble, but he had the situation with Kevy Walters, which would sort of have you go, oh, okay. Then you've got Chris Randall, who's a bloke who you just know just is going to give you 100% every single time. Greg Marzu, who always his biggest rap coming through, and I hope he still gets there, but he's been let go by Parramatta, let go by the Titans. Jackson Hastings has had a checkered past uh, as well, um, who, who did great things at the Tigers, and I was disappointed to see him leave the Tigers. Uh, David Clemmer leaves the club. So, there's, Tex Hoy. There's, like, I thought they might have persevered with Tex Hoy. Yeah, he showed some glimpses. No? So, Oh, it may be, but yes, absolutely, Brian. But there's a, he's got a hull, hasn't he? Hull FC. There's a few players there, and I hope that the Knights can. But but it's a little bit of a gamble. Uh, we'll see how that plays up. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way. And there was no pun intended, by the way. Uh, the run home with Joel and Fletch. Plenty more still to come. Ooh, uh, yes. Uh, what about our man Gordon? Is Gordon in the vicinity? Gordon the Goose. Yeah. 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 Well, he's downstairs. Yeah, is he free ranging? Is he a chance free coming range. up? Free ranging. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't cage him. No. So before you ring up, Peter. Yeah. Russell Clark, it's <laughs> downstairs, right. roaming around in the car <laughs> park. Okay, Gordon the goose, Gordon the, the goose. overweight goose, yeah. and 
Gordy, who picked the uh, Gordy picked the winner last night, Croatia. He did. He's we'll catch ve- up with Shawnee Robinson later sharp. on. All right, let's go for a love lounge because I haven't done one for a while. Okay. Time to get it on. It's Fletcher's Love Lounge. Thanks to Splash's Spa World. Create your backyard garden oasis with a spa or hot tub from Splash's Spa World. Oh, yeah. Splash's Spa is always hot and ready to go, and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go on with this. So this is what I like. This is in, in Germany, and they're a bit liberated over there, as you know. Seal. <laughs> Frank Walker. So an MP in Germany has sparked controversy by leaving his family to move in with a new lover, oh. an ex-porn star. Hagen Reinhold, 44, is a member of the Free Democratic Party, the FDP, and has been sitting, <laughs> has been a sitting MP since 2017. He had been with his 51-year-old partner, Caroline, another German politician, for 16 years, and they share three teenage daughters. But he has now left her for Anina Schemelhack. <laughs> Who used to star in X-rated films? Three Pollies. Yes, as Anima Eucatus. Oh, yes. Um, and what's happened here is they got to know each other and they fell in love. Mm. He said, "It's great. It's a great love, and we're going into a happy future together." Shemelhack said, "Look, she's although she's an adult entertainer, she's also Shemelhack mm. is an economics graduate and was previously married." To millionaire real estate agent, agent Theodore Schmeckel. <laughs> so this Ted. is this is great. <laughs> the past, yeah, the past few months have been bitter for me. After years with Hagen Reinhold <laughs> and politics in Mecklenburg, Western Pomerania, there is something new to do. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see some of our guys. I mean, if, if Clyde Palmer ever, would you like to see him get involved? With, yeah, with a porn star. I, I we don't have any of these. Already. We don't have any of these sort of things, do we? No, no. Like a scandal. I mean, Craig Thompson got caught going to the poly. Yeah, that's the closest thing. But I'd like to see if, if Albo's. Do you think we've got a bit of a boring crop, do you? Well, I just think we're a little. We're, we're a little. Yeah, we're not as. How have out- we been when we go to the world stage? Outgoing. Are we like the cool kids, or we're not really the cool kids? Well, they think no, they think we're cool because we've got koalas. No, but are we cool? Think about who we've had: John Howard, Kim Beasley. Yeah. No, but they Paul still think, they're Kev. not cool. No, they're not cool, but they just think, Kevin oh, Rudd? they must be surfers, you know, because everyone thinks you're a surfer from. But we want a porn reckon? star. Yeah, mm. I reckon we're down the bottom. We want Morrison. Coolness. Morrison in an orgy. That's what you I know. Like. What right? What's happening? Morrison caught in an orgy. The more you think about it, when the Trump Rain. star, the Trump star, right? How? Dirtbag. How the hell has that happened? <laughs> like for all the things that he's been involved in, love him or not love him, with his political views. How does that actually happen? Because he was involved with Stormy Daniels. That's right. Star. That's, that's oh, what yeah, made me think about go. it. Yeah. But how does that happen? Of the many, many hundred, what have they got, 350 million people, oh, 325 least, or yeah. something. How how does somebody like that get through the cracks? Because is, is that what's, that's Land what happened. Free. People voted. Yeah. They just went, oh, he won't get in. Yeah. So I don't need to bother voting. Because, you know, it's not compulsory, as we know. Sleepy Joe. So the only people who <laughs> voted. He's going to have another crack, I think. Yeah, he is, but he won't yeah. get in. Just on leadership, but I meant to ask yeah. you this before. I forgot about it, Seal. Sip Bladder, right? <laughs> Sip Bladder. No, no, no. And, and <laughs> He's yeah, got to get off his high horse. Is, is he liked run. or disliked from the majority in the football world? Hated. 
absolutely Despised. hated. Yeah, absolutely. Because he got out of it untouched largely. Yeah. yeah, he escaped most of the charges. Can I give you a quick story about Francois Hollande? Oh, yeah. he the been former in? French oui. president. Who's so he been porking? Well, no, so while he was president, he got kicked out of presidency because he was sneaking uh, a girl 13 years his junior into the presidential suite. Sweet. Hang on. How, old, how old's he? Uh, Francois, I think he's in his... Oh, he'd be in his 70s now. Oh, that's fine. So 13, that's fine. fine. Exactly. Oh, so sorry, he's 68 now. So yeah, this, And this happened. was a little while ago, too. Yeah, so this is 50-odd. You know, five, six years she's ago. He's got now. needs. Mm. White Lotus needs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two, two names for you, ladies and, and gentlemen. Emmanuel Macron married his uh, high school teacher, of course. Did he? That's yes. Right. So the French are yeah, very good yeah. at this sort of thing. I don't know why it's a fountain, but you are a fountain of knowledge. Yeah, you probably know the answer to that. Um, <laughs> Silvio <laughs> Berlusconi. Oh, yeah. Yep. Bunga Bunga. Bunga Bunga. Have you parties. listened to that, Brian? Yeah, it's a beauty. Now, that's mm. that's scandal with a capital S. Yeah. Yeah. But the Italians are like that. Yeah. So. They're not worried about doing the right thing. Outgoing. No. After you watch White Lotus, you'll see, because it's all based in Sicily. How many characters? Is there any characters? Oh, no, oh, sorry, I know that Stifler's mum. That's yeah. how we know her. Is there anyone else? Yeah, there's heaps. Oh, there's heaps. There's, there's stories going left. No, but David, right. is there the first one? Oh, no, it's only the one. Yes, it's only it's only uh, Jennifer Coolidge. So she's on another trip away, and yeah, but they've written her in a bit more. Yeah, she's got a bit, she's got a bit more to do. That was a ripper. That was an absolute beauty. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. I'm finished. Joel. <laughs> just, <laughs> just uh, I got. I have an intro Lundy, and Lundy, an outro. Well, Lundy's reckons you've got a new uh, another sponsor. Sounds like a new Beyond Hub. Beyond Hub. Beyond Hub. They're Swiss, though, aren't they? Yeah, Swedish. Swedish. Yeah. Uh, create your backyard garden oasis with a spa or a hot tub from Splash's Spa World. And my man of the game. <laughs>